It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Harson hit a home run. I'll tell you why on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. I am the publisher at AuburnDaily.com. That is Sports Illustrated's Auburn coverage. Hope you check us out there. But look, Auburn hit a home run, and I'm not referring to Auburn baseball having an outstanding game against Troy. Brian Harson's wide receiver coach hire, Ike Hilliard. Got him from the Pittsburgh Steelers and becomes one of my favorite position coaches on this coaching staff instantly. Absolute steal. I I think what Brian Harson did, you know, he took his time. I asked Charlie Five this question on Tuesday's edition of Locked on Auburn. I asked if he could speculate on why it was taking so long. And his answer was Brian Harson may be trying to hit a home run. And I think that he did exactly that. Look, spent a decade playing in the NFL. He's got experience in the SEC as a player. He was an All-American player at Florida. And a dude that will be able to go into the living rooms of recruits, wide receiver recruits, and heck, I, I think any position, depending on you know, what area he's responsible for in recruiting, and sit down and look the family of the recruit in the eye, and the recruit himself, of course, and say, hey, I know how to get you to the NFL. Because think back, when Brian Harson signed all of these kids earlier this season for his first complete signing class, we loved the fact that he tied it and associated it to the NFL draft. I think that's part of this. I really do. And we've seen him in a position of need in these important positions go to the NFL to get these dudes. We saw it last year with Coach Eason. Of course, he has moved on. Um, now, and it's no longer Auburn's defensive line coach, but it's a similar storyline. It's something that I don't think we would have seen at Auburn under the previous regime, and it is something that I think Brian Harson is going to want to do regularly. We saw him do that with Austin Davis for OC. Obviously, that didn't work out for one way or the other, but I think this is going to be a home run move because really the only knock, the only knock, that you can find about Ike Hilliard, the hiring of Ike Hilliard to be Auburn's wide receivers coach, is that he has not recruited. But if you just look at this guy's track record, you got to think he's going to be able to do it. And it's always interesting to see the folks that go from the NFL coaching ranks to the college ranks, and it's like, you know, why do they want to do that? And I wouldn't be shocked if there's a long-term move here as well if you're Brian Harson. There was some chatter that I saw that he was, you know, on, on the short list to be an OC for the Detroit Lions as well. Possibly in a few years, maybe if Kisau was successful, uh, then you know, maybe you promote him to offensive coordinator. We'll see. I mean, this is just this is just shooting from the hip here. And then you get an opportunity to give Trevon Reed an, uh, a coaching uh position on the field. But man, I, I think this is a home run move. And so you look at these wide receivers. And you got to think, okay, there's a chance that these guys could instantly become better spending just one spring practice with a guy like Ike Hilliard. For a decade, since Mike Tomlin has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it seems like every single 
year, there's just these new late round draft picked wide receivers that just emerge. And Ike Killiard was the latest version of that um, with Juju Smith-Schuster and, and you know, Chase Claypool emerging out of nowhere for the Steelers. He's worked with some, uh, some high-end dudes. I was talking with Lance, Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and AuburnDaily.com about it. And he's like, he's worked with Pierre Garçon. He's worked with Deshaun Jackson. And so you look at those two specific types of guys, and you know, I'll even put Chase Claypool in this. A guy like a Malcolm Johnson Jr. becomes significantly more interesting now, in my opinion. Just the dudes that can take the top off of a defense. They just haven't been able to put it all together yet. That's going to be fun to see. It, it really is. But it's a different type of athlete that he's going to be working with now because these aren't all world-class athletes. They're solid SEC athletes, but obviously, you know, jumping from the SEC to the NFL is a totally different thing. And so I think that's a question mark. You know, he hasn't done it before. That certainly doesn't mean he can't do it. But, you know... I think expectations are going to have to change a little bit. And also, he's got to go out and get his players. We talked about this last year with Nick Eason. The biggest difference is in college, you got to kind of go out and get the dudes. Uh, in the NFL, if you're a position coach, the GM does all that for you. And you look and see, okay, this is what's in my room. I'm going to coach what's in front of me and focus on making sure it's prepared for this week and obviously getting better throughout the course of the season. And from a, you know, a spring practice standpoint, man, do these wide receivers need that. They need somebody to be able to sit down with them and say, here's how we're going to get better. Because whoever wins the Auburn quarterback's job and is going to be throwing to these dudes, um, they're going to have to bail him out at times this season. Unless somebody takes a bigger step than we're all expecting, then hopefully that's the case. But these dudes are going to have to learn how to get open. And I think a guy like Ike Hilliard will be able to do that. I also think he'll be able to go into four and five star uh, recruits' homes and get them to want to come to Auburn. I think that's a huge thing. I think it's an absolute huge thing. So, seriously, this is a home run move. And outside of Zach Etheridge and Cadillac, I mean, this may be my favorite position coach just as far as the fit. I, I, guys, I am, I am fired up about this one. And you just look at everything that has happened since the Brian Harson. is he going to keep his job? Since that drama ended, everything has been... Really, really solid this offseason. I think the way that he is, I think promoting Keysal was a good move in the in the lens of Auburn's current situation um, with, with Brian Harson going all in on being the guy, the, the, the leader of the offense. And then this, and you know, you're hearing good reports on the recruiting front. Things really are looking up in just a matter of, you know, a week. I mean, it, it's been crazy to see how positive things are feeling on the planes. And then, you know, ESPN's S&P Plus has Auburn as the, the 25th ranked team at this point going into the 2022 season. It's early. You got spring. You're going to have another transfer window and all of that. But right now, and that's something that, you know, looks at numbers. It's, it's not necessarily feelings-based. And so that makes me feel a little bit better. Are people too down on Auburn? And all of a sudden you look at that, it's like, okay, maybe they are. Maybe they are. I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. Auburn basketball still looking for what they had earlier this season. We will talk about that in just a moment, despite winning against Ole Miss. I want to tell you guys about our friends at runyourpool.com. March Madness is only a few weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. And look, there's a lot of, you know, mainstream ones that are easy, but that does not mean 
They're the best. And if you're listening to this show, you're going to care about brackets because Auburn is going to be a one seed. So along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. Uh, They're both fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring how you need them. And they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that um, madness magic and play alongside your employees or even possibly gain customers if you want to open it up to them. Clearly, I believe in Run Your Pool because like I said, we're going to be running Locked on Auburn's brackets on runyourpool.com as well as network-wide things. In fact, head over to runyourpool.com slash locked on. Locked on is one word. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. And you can have a chance to win a cash prize. It's going to be across all Locked On listers. And so be sure to get in on that. But if you want to play uh, against us, go to that. Go to runyourpool.com slash locked on and enter pure madness. One word, pure madness at checkout to get $10 off of your custom pool. It's a really, really cool website. So look forward to seeing you guys. I'm going to whoop all of y'all. So go to runyourpool.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Auburn basketball, it felt like offensively they were doing better last night. And and let's take feelings out of it. They did. They scored 77 points. They shot much better from the floor. 36% from three, which is great. 45.8% from the floor. And this is something that Auburn fans wanted to see and feel more of going into the SEC tournament. I think peaking at the end of the season is important, but you can still win a national championship without doing that. I wrote a story at AuburnDaily.com comparing Auburn to last year's Baylor team. Zep made a comment about it in our interview earlier this week with him, and I thought that was interesting, so I wanted to compare a few things. They've got a ton of similarities. Last year's Baylor team, they lost two games all season. One was on February 27th, and then one was on the, in the second round, or in their second game, rather, of the Big 12 tournament last season. And I remember some of the buzz happening after I was kind of doing some research on that. It's like, yeah, I kind of remember people freaking out and saying Baylor had kind of cooled off and, you know, maybe they peaked too early and they were falling apart. I kind of remember that. But defense held them together. And once it mattered, you know, they had to win six games and they won those six games in the tournament. Auburn could do the same thing, but it is still encouraging that they played like they did against Ole Miss. Because once again, Ole Miss is a team that has given Bruce Pearl fits ever since he's been here. And the fact that they were able to sweep them, obviously they won in Oxford uh, last month, I believe. And then they uh, they obviously won last night at Auburn Arena. That's a big deal. That's great. Um, but the thing they're still looking for is efficient guard play. Early in the season when Auburn was playing their best ball, all three guards were able to score seemingly at will. You didn't see it as much from Zepp, especially as much as you did last night. Zepp went off last night. We'll talk on that in a second. But Wendell Green and Katie Johnson, I still think we need more offense from them. I don't think Jabari and Kessler can do it all down the stretch because we've seen what happens to this team when, when Walker Kessler gets into foul trouble. But 
Zepp Jasper, best game of the season offensively, not his best game of the season defensively, but five of seven from the floor, four of five from three. You absolutely love that. You absolutely love that from Zepp Jasper, but that's just not the style of player he is. And it's great that he had a game where he popped off like this because even when he's red hot, he's still only going to shoot it seven times. (laughs) You know what I mean? If any other player was five of seven, you feel like they would be shooting it more. I mean, can you imagine if KD or Wendell started five of seven from the game? That'd be their first half numbers. And Zepp, when he was red hot, he's still he's still not a shoot first kind of guy. And I love that about him. He makes Auburn a much better team. But we're going to need KD Johnson and Wendell Green to take that next step. Wendell was okay. You see the 14 points, but still five of 12 is not great. Three of eight from three, you absolutely take that. No question about it. But KD Johnson, 0 of 6 from the floor. I mean, he has been on a really cold streak. And you can tell that he's, it really seems like he's trying to push himself through this and really kind of forcing some stuff that's not there because he wants to be involved so bad because he's playing, you know, he plays better defense when he's scoring. He obviously, um, you know, you, you can kind of feel that the offensive momentum is there when he's scoring and it just hasn't really happened. And I think for Auburn to make a good run in the tournament, They're going to need scoring from their guards. And maybe it comes from Zepp. Maybe Zepp turned a corner last night, and he's like, you know what? I've been efficient all year. I'm just going to do more of and have a larger sample size and turn that into more points. And look, I mean, if you look at the big picture sample size of Zepp, you're happy with how he shot this year. I just think that's something we need to look at moving forward. But still, Zepp was incredible last night. Walker Kessler, 5 of 8 from the floor for 12 points. He had 10 rebounds. Eight blocks, almost had his third triple-double of the season. And we got to talk about Jabari. Uh, 15 points on four of 12 shooting. Not a great night for him. One of five from three. Um, Made all six of his three uh, free throws. You love that. Nine rebounds, almost got him a double-double. But, you know, a couple of exciting dunks from Devin Cambridge down the stretch. And it's just one of those things where you just see this Auburn team wear out the opposing team. And in a tournament-like environment that we're going to see in a few weeks with the SEC tournament, and then, obviously, the following week, you're going to start to see it with the NCAA tournament. The grind is going to catch up to other teams quicker than I think it will catch up to Auburn. Uh, I really do. So, for all the folks panicking out there, and I don't think there's as many as people are letting on, let's just take a deep breath. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Auburn can still lose to Tennessee on Saturday and everything being taken care of. And while I'm recording this, Kentucky is losing to LSU. Um, we'll see what happens when this goes up in the morning, if that stays true or not. Um, nope, they actually just took a lead. So I may have jinxed that. Looks like Kentucky's going to win that one. So, um, obviously what happened Saturday is extremely important. Is it crucial? No. It just depends what your goals are. If your goal is to win a natty, it doesn't matter. If your goal is to win as many different types of championships as possible, uh, then, then yeah, because it's going to be hard for everything not to fall into place if they don't win on Saturday. And speaking of the game Saturday, in just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Eric Kane. He hosts Locked On Vols, and we talk about all the different crazy storylines between Auburn and Tennessee, and we kind of tease one way or the other how we're feeling about that one. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. Basketball is about to heat up even more so. Go ahead and get ready. Because conference week, championship week, you are going to want to put your money where your mouth is 
at Bet Online. So be sure to go and check that out right now. Go ahead and get your deposit match ready. Go ahead and get your game plan ready because Bet Online will um, help you do all of that. It's going to be the place to uh, place all of your wagers for the madness that is happening. And uh, I can't believe it's almost here. I am giddy. I'm so excited. This is my first time using Bet Online throughout this whole process. So I'm really excited about that. So head to the website, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Always love this crossover action. This time, obviously, Locked on Auburn, Locked on Vols. I'm Zach Blackerby, Eric Kane of Locked on Vols. This is a really big game Saturday up in Knoxville. It's a huge game, man. Uh, Both teams kind of coming off a loss here of late. Auburn dropping one to Florida. uh, Tennessee falling on the road uh, at Arkansas last Saturday. But, uh, yeah, a huge game. Implications, obviously, the Bruce Pearl factor. Two of the top four teams in the conference. And uh, should be a good one. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the Bruce Pearl factor is the biggest thing and all of this, right? I mean, that's the Auburn perspective. Is that the is that the Tennessee perspective too? Uh, maybe a little bit. I, I think it's more on basketball. I think it's more on just trying to be the a really really good team, a team that was number one at one point this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Walker Kessler, Tennessee was in you know in it for him, trying to get him. But obviously, yeah, I mean, you can't escape it. There's there's a portion of the fan base that will talk so much crap about Bruce Pearl. There's a portion of the fan base. Bruce Pearl could commit murder, and they still want him back here as Tennessee's head coach. So a lot of Bruce talk this week for sure. Yeah, you know, we got Bruce from you guys. We won the Walker-Kessler battle. But, hey, you guys got Justin Powell, so it's all good. Listen, man, uh, you made a lot of friends on, on the Lockdown Balls podcast. Uh, there were a couple of message boards uh, about you saying, Uh-oh. you know, we, we didn't like that comment that you had about, uh, I forgot, I, I literally forgot. Oh, that's oh, the barbecue comment. Barbecue comment, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I so, forgot I said that. The, be- the best barbecue ever. No, happened. Hey, hey, yeah. did Justin Powell? He 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 hadn't done anything this year, but hey, may- maybe next year, right? Or maybe in this game. How about that? Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Will yeah. he be given the opportunity to? You think? I don't know. So it's kind of funny. Tennessee has two three-point shooters that shoot threes that don't play any defense and don't do anything else. And the other guy had a pretty good game against Missouri earlier this week. So. I would have to say that he would not even be the seventh, eighth guy off the bench if, uh, or the third guy off the bench if right. I, uh, if I'm a betting man. But we'll have to see. But you know, hey, what what happened? We can all check box scores. What happened against uh, Florida last weekend? You know, I, I think this Auburn team really doesn't do well on the road, and this is a team that down the stretch has not shot well from behind the arc, and it caught up to him. And, you know, they, they've been able to escape a few games at Missouri, at Georgia. Um, they could not escape at Florida. They almost did. It came close. But, you know, you look at the box score, and it's like, how did Auburn lose that game? They shot better than Florida. They out-rebounded Florida. But Florida won it. And you look at it, and it's 17 turnovers. 17 turnovers for Auburn. And yeah. we see so much depth with this team, Eric. I mean, they've got 10 guys that are playing over 10 minutes of contest. 
And it's like, okay, you know, these are relevant dudes, too. They're relevant minutes. It's not just give me minutes late in the game. Mm-hmm. But something happens when somebody gets in foul trouble early and it throws the rotation off. Something happens. And so it, it's almost like it's not depth. It's almost just like that's who this team is. And we saw that happen with Florida. If Kessler or Zepp Jasper, and I would assume Jabari Smith, but it hadn't really happened yet. But if one of those guys get in foul trouble, it throws everything off. You know, for Tennessee, the, the thing has been like, can it travel? Can, can the shooting travel? Can you can you, can you continue to make threes, you know, on the road? And at points in time this year, Tennessee's not been able to do that. Now, mm. you know, here of late, it's been a whole lot better. It was not that way against Arkansas last week, needless to say. But uh, rebounded well, and Tennessee shot the ball well overall uh, against Missouri this week. Uh, game being in Thompson Bowling Arena, if Tennessee, you know, for the Volunteers, you, you, a couple of things, got to play good defense the best you can. Uh, you don't need to go three crazy shooting, you know, over 22, 23 in this game. Since he does that, usually that's a recipe for disaster. Um, you you got to get 10 plus from both Chandler and, and Vescovy, and you got to get something from a third that will step up. Last night or two nights ago, it was Victor Bailey. Um, a lot of this season has been Josiah Jordan-James. That's kind of the formula for Tennessee, right. uh, you know, really against anybody. What's the formula for Auburn to get a win uh, against this volunteer club? You have to get Walker Kessler off the floor. And uh, I don't know if you just do that by playing physical with him. Because a lot of people are saying whenever he goes up against somebody that's equally as big as him, that he struggles. And that's not really true. I don't think it's true. But he hasn't figured out how to play against somebody that's large and in charge like he is and, mm-hmm. and not um, and stay out of foul trouble. And Auburn also, I think, has had a, a rough time adjusting to how officials call games from week in and week out, because obviously every crew is a little bit different. It depends on what kind of mood they're in. And that's something that has not been great. And so in the games where Auburn has struggled, Kessler is getting two fouls within 10 minutes of the contest. And and then you got to sit him for the rest of the game or the rest of the half. And so that, and then, you know, Auburn's guard play has not been good offensively. Defensively, I think they're great. I think, yeah. Auburn has the best set of guards defensively in the entire country with, with Zepp Jasper and, and Katie Johnson. But, you know, that that's that's it. That's it. And, you know, make those guys uncomfortable, they'll turn it over. Zepp won't, but the other two will. And so, you know, that's what happened in Florida. Zepp had two bogus fouls called on him, and he wasn't, uh, he wasn't in the game. What terrifies me from a Tennessee perspective in this game, Zach, yeah. is... Obviously, and this you can say this about pretty much any team is Walker Kessler. Um, Tennessee's not been able to defend bigs well this season. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they did a decent job against Oscar Sheboy. He was like five of fifteen. So I will say that. Let, let, let me not jump to conclusions here. Sheboy had a horrific offensive game against Tennessee a couple weeks ago in that big win for the Volunteers. But he probably still got you know, twenty Walker, rebounds though. Yeah, true. But I mean, he he got. I think he started the game in the first. I kid you not. In the first six minutes, I think he had six rebounds. Like he he's. It's crazy. What he does. It's stupid. Um, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But but for Tennessee, it lost Olivier Comwa about a month ago, and he was their best front court player, most consistent, both offensively and defensively. Tennessee has Uros Plovsic, the seven foot one, but guards are scoring on him. You take it to the rack. He is such a liability de- defensively, and he gives you pretty much nothing offensively. Yeah. John Fulkerson is hit or miss any other day. Uh, you got two young guys, Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Jonas Adu, who are really starting to come along, especially Adu. But they haven't played anybody, you know, they played Sheway, of course, but, you know, Walker Kessler will be that next big challenge. And that's the matchup, Kessler against any of Tennessee's bigs. I think that's where Tennessee uh, has potential to struggle unless they get Kessler in foul trouble. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't even know if it's about defending Kessler. I mean, Kessler's value comes on the defensive side of the floor. Um, yeah. 
Now, he, he's just been able to get really gimme points because the guards fought him right under the basket with no one covering him, which is fascinating how much that happens. But, no. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a mismatch no matter, you know, who he's going up against. It's just can he stay on the floor and how many minutes can he play? That's the, that's the big thing. But, I mean, Eric, it seems like everything about this matchup points in the direction of Tennessee for me. I think Auburn's not playing as well as they probably should right now. I think Tennessee's playing better than, you know, I think they're kind of trending up while Auburn's either staying level or possibly trending down based on who you ask. And also, I mean, it's it's in Knoxville, and Auburn has gotten everybody's best this season. That's part of being in this new situation that the program finds itself in. I think a lot of factors point in the direction of the Vols in this one. I mean, I would agree with you. I, I'm not saying at least right now we'll do. I'll do my prediction on on tomorrow's show, of course. But what a tease! I'm not saying Tennessee's going to win. What a right tease! Now. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, balls. Uh, but Tennessee's great at home. To your point, Tennessee's 13 to 0 at home this season. They yeah. they shoot better at home. They defend, you know, outside of a couple of games. They they defend well anywhere, but they play really inspired basketball at home. And that crowd was incredible whenever Kentucky came into TBA a couple weeks ago. So I expect it to be nothing short of electric. Bruce Pearl is coming back to town. Tennessee always shows up for Bruce Pearl. Um, so I, I would agree with you. Tennessee plays a lot better at home. And, you know, if, if Tennessee can get, you know, Kessler in foul trouble, like you mentioned, if you can alleviate a guy like Jabari Smith, who's just fantastic, and Tennessee continue to shoot well with, with Chandler, who um, is obviously not as highly regarded in terms of NBA prospect as Jabari Smith, but he, you know, it's a first round graded draft pick right now. Right. I think Tennessee can find a path to victory, but anyway, you spin it. I think this will be a great game. It's always typically been really good games with, with Tennessee and, and, and Auburn here of late. Um, and it, it's kind of one of those underrated robberies, you know, basketball robberies, especially because of the, of the uh, Bruce Pearl factor. To be fair, since Bruce uh, came to Auburn, it's been pretty one-sided. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say, they've met in big moments. Like the one that comes to mind is when Tennessee went on that run to the SEC tournament championship a couple years ago. They had that emotional, you know, win over Kentucky that took so much out of them. And then you get run out of the gym. But also to be fair, that was the year Auburn went to the final Final four. four Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a fun, that was a fun year. There's no question about it. But it was Tennessee's never been to a final four, but uh, you know, Hey, maybe it's this year. Yeah, maybe so. No, you you guys are peaking at the right time. There's no question about it. Hey, for, uh, for all the Vols listeners out there, if you want to hear the Auburn side of the matchup, check it all out at Locked on Auburn. And I'm on social media at Z Blackerby. Eric, where can people find your stuff? Yeah, if you want to get some more preview, learn more about this Tennessee basketball team, a complete preview top to bottom. That's going to be on tomorrow's show, Locked on Vols. You can find it at Locked on Vols on Twitter or at underscore Kaner on Twitter. Yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that does it for today's edition of Locked on Auburn. And we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week together. A little Ferg Friday action as Justin Ferguson joins us. All right here on Locked on Auburn. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day